Welcome to Business Buzz. This is your host, Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Good to have you with me today. It's been another interesting week of Chico weather, but it's I believe it's going to get better. I think we're going to be hitting triple digits possibly in the next few days, so that ought to be entertaining. I enjoyed the Silver Dollar Fair. It was a lot of fun, and I actually met a lieutenant governor candidate at the fair on Memorial Day, so that was kind of interesting. We're going to be talking some politics today. I have a real entertaining uh, pair of guests here in the studio with me today. You've heard him before if you've been listening to my show, and we have a lot of interesting topics to cover. I wanted to just start out with one quick topic that I just read the other day, and there was a, when they reformed, they did some reform after the big financial crisis of 08, and one of the things they reformed was called the Volcker Rule, and it was part of the Dodd-Frank Act of 2010, and what it is is that the Volcker Rule restricts how risky uh, large banks can have for investments. So it basically put restrictions on the riskiness of their investments, which is part of the big reason why we had a big problem in 2008 with things like mortgage-backed securities and all that. What's interesting is just in the recent last week, the Federal Reserve has come out with new policies that are going to weaken and change that Volcker rule in this Dodd-Frank Act. So not that it's not a sea change, but what it is is they're loosening things up. So what I'm trying to say is that, again, the big Wall Street banks are, again, loosening up their rules, getting everybody to go along with them. And these are the kinds of things that end up causing trouble when we end up with a problem. So if and when we go down the same paths we've gone down before, The other thing in the news in the last few days is that home sales and home prices are starting to look like they're not going to continue to go up. Uh, We never know this, but with interest rates going up, there's some signs that housing and real estate could be starting to see a little bit of a slowdown as far as at least uh, price rises go. I was looking at some statistics, uh, the Toronto housing market is a good bellwether of real estate bubbles and their prices have gone way down their sales have gone way down Uh, there was even some like 30 percent declines in the last month or so so just to keep you posted there's some things on the horizon that don't always look so rosy so you just got to be careful and i had quite a few clients back in 06 and 07 who decided to jump into the real estate market a little too quickly and they ended up with some some of them ended up with quite a few problems and you don't want to get caught at the top of some of these things so you just got to be careful but if you've been listening to me you're already totally careful and paranoid because of the things I've told you but like I say negatives sound negative sometimes, but they're positive because I'm giving you a little bit of a heads up and you can be a little more educated than the average person once you go into some of these, you know, getting this knowledge uh, figured out. So, so my guest today, I have two guests today. I have uh, Mr. Scott Hubbard, the local attorney and businessman, and I believe he's brought... uh, an acquaintance of his. So, Scott, I want to say hello to you this today. Good morning, Harold. And uh, who did you bring along with you today? I don't know. Who did I bring along with me? Say hello, plucky little sidekick. Hi. Okay. <laughs> is that Audrey? It is. Audrey, this is my eight-year-old daughter who talks nonstop, yet she is being uncommonly polite and quiet right now. So, well, how you doing, Audrey? Sweetheart, it's radio. You got to talk. Yeah. <laughs> of, it's all about talking. <laughs> of all my children, you're the one who could handle the radio the most. But... Okay, so, so, okay went... so Audrey might be more a little bit more of a listener than, than a talker a... today. That's all right. She'll chime in, especially when we start talking about the fair. 
Did you That's go to, right. Did you go to the fair this year? I I think I was there twice. Yeah, I was there twice. Uh, which yeah. days? The cool Thir- days? I was there Thursday, the first day, which wasn't too bad, and then I was there Monday, and it was a hot day. Oh, God, we went there Monday, too. Yeah. I. It's like the last... Yeah, Audrey and I went. We got the last uh, five hours of it. We shelled out sixty-four. We shelled out sixty-four dollars for those um, for those all-you-can-ride passes, which are just straight up insane. Now, wh- how much per person are those? Thirty-two bucks per person, and you know, mm. I hate to sound old, but back in my day, yada yada yada. Yeah, well, it I, it was only fifteen or twenty just a few years ago. Yeah, and I know. get I get like exhausted and heat stroke after three or four rides but this little girl she was like let's do this and this and this and this and this and i'm getting exhausted (laughs) just sitting in the shade watching her and so uh we did that for about five hours but she didn't want to do the demolition derby oh she didn't want to see it she said i've ridden with mom before i don't need to do this (laughs) (laughs) well you know uh speaking of business and the fair i heard a story and i I don't have all the details, but I heard about the Gridley Fairgrounds, which is actually the county fair. It is. Is talking about re... Developing them. Right. Developing the fairgrounds and not doing the fair or still trying to do the fair? Well, here's here's the funny thing. And it's, it's strange because it's strange that you brought this up because I actually... Um, I know something about this. We've been dealing with Cal Expo. And Cal Expo is where they do the state fair. And so what happens is these fairs are, are starting to get passe. No one goes to fairs anymore. They're just too, uh, you know, the kids love it, but they have other entertainment options now. They have movies, they have video games, they have this, that, and the other thing. And fairs have kind of lost their luster along with circuses. And so they, uh, these counties and these states, they have all this, this land that is not being used most of the most of the time and so they asked themselves what are we going to do with it now cal expo they rented 11 acres to us they're in the process of negotiating another 11 10 acres for a driving range and they're even looking to do hotels and so what they because in cal expo it's right next to interstate or excuse me business 80 which is that busy thoroughfare And so what happened was uh, Butte County, if I understand this correctly, sent out for bids because they wanted to do the exact same thing for their their property and say, we want to potentially start developing it, start getting some more income, some revenue. And I understand completely because fairs, they aren't big money makers. And if memory serves, no one bid on it, did they? Yeah, that's the thing. I just heard the proposed talk, but then I didn't know what actually occurred. Yeah, because yeah. it's they had a lot of, they had a lot of, um, a they had a lot of restrictions on it, and b they had a, um, you know, the Gridley Fairgrounds or something off the beaten path, and so right, I know. I heard they were talking about making it into some kind of business park, and then might not be able to even do a fair if they did that. Yeah. And yeah. that's that makes sense too. I've but. noticed the state fair because we used to go every year, and I've noticed that lately it's like they've kind of cut down the size, and the exhibits. My favorite part is where the counties do their exhibits and their you know like little, uh, what do you call those things? You know they're like a little booth for each county. You mean the county booths? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> And that that was like only attended by maybe two thirds of the counties. They didn't even bother coming the last time I was there. Honestly, for me, and Audrey went with me to the state fair last year too. The best part for me was any place that was air conditioned. It was really hot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's in the middle of of June, and who wants to who wants to ride on all those rides? Uh, when you can sit in an air-conditioned room and look at an eagle <laughs> or sit in an air-conditioned room. And what else did we look at when we were there? Look at artwork. I've never... Uh, a fan? Yeah. I have never been a, I've never been a connoisseur of art. You know, mm-hmm. I don't get it. But you put it in an air-conditioned room when it's 116 degrees out, I will stay there and I will admire that masterpiece for right. the better part of three 
maybe four hours, <laughs> and I'll, I'll start giving tours myself. So. I just heard another weird thing. These people in the art world, they get a pass from any kind of inspection on their shipments around the world. Have you heard about that? Oh, no, but you know how, here's the, you know, it's like airport security. You know, everyone knows airport security is there to make the passengers feel better, but not really there to to prevent people from getting weapons through. Right. It happens all the time. Right. They, they, TSA will do a, a spot check and no one will, um, you know, no one will catch anything. They'll have guns, bombs, right. Right. knives. Uh, but it's there to to make uh, people feel good. Right. Now, I have, uh, as you know, I... I took a lot of courses on anti-money laundering and counterterrorism financing, getting my uh, tax degree. And it was amazing. It was called trade-based money laundering. It was amazing when we studied how little inspections went of cargo containers there are. Right. Did you just yawn while daddy's talking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, sweetheart. We'll we'll talk about cats later. <laughs> and planets. I asked her today, I said, what do you want to talk about on the radio? It's a news show. She said, cats. I said, well, okay. Or do you have any news shows on cats? Any news on cats? Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> How about the business of cats? I know I ran into you guys at uh, PetSmart. Did you? Yeah, a year or two ago. Oh, dude, yeah. I don't even remember what I did last week. Now, how many heck? how many pets do you guys have? Speaking of the business of pets. Yeah, how many pets do we have, Audrey? Five. Five. You're not counting your brother and sister, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a we live out in the middle of Tuleys and cats for us are basically coyote chow. <laughs> I mean, you have to be a hard you we lose more cats to coyotes. It's like as soon as they they figure out how the doggy door works, you might as well slather them up in barbecue sauce and put a ring a dinner bell because those coyotes they they stick by our house. It's the equivalent of an In and Out Burger for them. Well, <laughs> I know of some people that live just here near Eaton Road that had a their their little chihuahua got out, and that was the end of him. Yeah, and, and those signs just break my heart. You see them driving up and down um, uh, Butte, Creek, Butte Creek Canyon every once in a while, lost cat, lost dog. Oh, right. You know it's not yeah. It's not lost. They're not coming right. back. Yeah, out in the soon. country, it's hard, to, <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to deal with that. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so now as far as the Hubbard family here since you have your daughter with you are you think your children are going to end up following in your footsteps maybe with the business acumen you know this little one right here she's she's awfully quiet but um i hope not i honestly and truly truly do people you went to law school with me and i tell people uh if you want to be a lawyer slit your wrists it'll be faster and less painful you know it's just such a such a brutal and unpleasant way to provide for your family right well i think about my work i mean i'm 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 at my office pretty much every day and it's like every day there's another like headache pops up i mean if it wasn't for the headaches uh, i don't know how to fix that you know what i mean yeah but Mike, it's, it's the headaches. Your your son's getting his PhD in in economics. Economics, and he'll do he'll do really well with that because we always until they until they have an app for that. I mean, no, that's right. <laughs> that's my my big fear is when they get an app that replaces accountants, right? Replaces, A, like AI stuff, yeah. uh, artificial intelligence. Yep, replaces lawyers, replaces doctors. They're already doing that, aren't they? With like insurance adjustments They're and all that. They're already doing that with doctors. Oh right, with the robotic. Uh, no, 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 no. Of no, the no. diagnosis. Yeah, where they um they had a, a neuronets now, and neuronets are basically computer algorithms that they show the computer a picture of a, a thing I'm thinking of is skin cancer. They're showing pictures of skin cancer uh, moles, and saying, okay, this is cancerous, and then they show them another mole and they say this mole isn't, and you do that. 20, 30,000 pictures, the computer starts 
be able to guess, you know, okay, right, based on the shape, based on the colors, based on everything, right. uh, this is cancerous and this isn't. And so uh, they're replacing, they're actually more accurate than dermatologists in regards, in, in certain areas on that thing. And so it's just a matter of time because this little one, she wants to be a, um, uh, God, what is it? Not an astrologist because those are the people. That astronomer? Are, astronomer. Oh. And so, you know, I wonder, that might actually have a shot in the future, but a lawyer, a doctor, no. Well, forget it. <laughs> but then, with the the system though of the whole lawyer thing, it's it's still personalities in the courtroom, arguing in person. I mean, we haven't gotten out of that yet. The salesman gig. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I mean, the the I'm persuader. Awful, the pers- I'm awful at that. <laughs> I'm just terrible. I have a I have the personality of a chapped rump. <laughs> and so, you know, the last thing that anyone wants to do is is listen to me drone on for an hour. I mean, quite frankly, if it wasn't for the people stuck in the car listening to me now, they probably would shut off the radio about, you know, we're leaving to their death about 10, 15 minutes ago. Well, we're coming up on that first break. And when we come back, I've got another topic I'm going to ask you about. And if, you, if you're aware of it, we can have a nice little business discussion. So... We'll be right back with Business Buzz. Stay tuned. Here's Rick Box, founder of Unconventional Business Network, formerly Integrity Resource Center, with today's Integrity Moment. Empowering others is a great leader's strength. Whether as an individual or part of a team, people who feel empowered can achieve amazing successes. The greatest example of empowerment is found in John 21. Jesus had been crucified and resurrected. Jesus seeks out his disciples and finds them fishing. Jesus returns and reminds Peter of the lesson he learned over the previous three years. Jesus tells Peter, feed my lambs, then take care of my sheep, and finally feed my sheep. Peter had been discouraged, disheartened, and demoralized through the crucifixion of Christ. But Jesus reminded him of the power in his capabilities and purpose. To empower our employees, we need to remind them that they, too, have the tools they need. And those tools are gifts given by God. To learn more about Unconventional Business Network and doing business God's way, visit unconventionalbusiness.org. That's unconventionalbusiness.org. Hi, this is James McDonald, Bible teacher on Walk in the Word. You know, every day we receive emails and letters from listeners just like you, men and women who've been impacted by Christian radio. I got to ask you, have you taken the time to call your radio station lately? Whatever you're doing right now, just stop and pick up the phone. Your station needs to hear from you and know that you're standing with them. I can guarantee that your words of encouragement and financial support will strengthen this station long after your call's been made. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm here with Scott Hubbard, the esteemed Chico attorney, and his daughter, Audrey. Scott, we're going to talk about the, it's directly related to business because it's the entertainment business, but what about this Roseanne Barr thing? Are you following that at all? Lord. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm uh. <laughs> what's, your, what's your feeling? What's your feeling on this topic? <laughs> oh come on! You know what? I've, I'm a, I'm on two two minds of the subject. First off, I agree with I agree with everyone. That is just the it, well, not everyone. There are just certain things that you shouldn't say. Period. And, you know, the original sin, if, if America had an original sin, our original sin was slavery. You know, it's just the one thing that 200 years later, we're still, 250 years later, we're still just having such a hard time dealing with that issue as a society, as as a culture, as a people. Now, what did she actually come out and say? You got to fill me in a little oh, bit. You're really going to make me say it on the is radio. It, it's not crude, is and, it? Well, no. She actually, Valerie uh, 
God, what's her name? It was a, a, a Barack Obama... Um, Ellen Plame? Uh, yeah, a Barack Obama uh, administrator slash White House person. She said that she looks like... Um, the ISIS or the Brotherhood or oh some... Roseanne insulted oh yeah she said it looked like uh, some terrorist group and uh, the Planet of the Apes oh. had a baby oh <laughs> I didn't... What? I yeah been... <laughs> I know my daughter's like what I hadn't been she's... following that story she... properly she's eight years old and even <laughs> she knows she that strong did you hear her <laughs> I was like what, what? <laughs> well the one thing about I will say I did watch I did watch the debut show of the Roseanne show because it was a big deal on the news. I haven't seen it since, but I was a little bit uh, surprised when she got that show going because it was sort of it was pro Trump sort of. It was targeting the Trump audience, and I have to tell you, that is a market that really you know people keep thinking that. Um, that the Trump voters don't watch. I mean, that's the one thing I can't understand. Uh, yes, most of the people in Hollywood are liberal, but Hollywood isn't about being liberal. It's not even about the entertainment industry. It's about making money. I mean, that's that's why Hollywood exists. That's why it's called show business. Yeah, to make cash. And so I could not believe that that's such an untapped market for, for Trump voters. I mean, like it or not, 30... 37%, almost 40% of America are Trump supporters. And so there wasn't a show, um, there wasn't really a show, there isn't a show that targets them. There's right. Fox News. Well, yeah, that's about it, Hannity and... You know, and there's there's uh, Duck Dynasty, kind of, but she actually she actually hit the, the nail on the head, but, and you get the feeling that Disney was planning for this. Because Roseanne Barr is such a uh, a wild card, and Disney knew that this was coming. Because Disney didn't, because Disney was the one who produced the show, and so Disney knew that she was such a wild card that they didn't wait three days for for there to be outrage about what she said and boycotts and yada yada yada. It was three hours, and it was such a well crafted uh, break that they didn't do that in three hours. They knew that this was going to come down sooner or later, hmm. and that's they just they just went to town. You know, they just cut ties as soon as as soon as it came out. It's, hmm. But my favorite though is Barr. Uh, after she did it, she blamed Ambien, the yeah. the drug, oh, for her statements. Oh, like a mm-hmm. prescription medicine? Yeah, she said it was a bad prescription or a bad reaction to it. In <laughs> Ambien, if there's anyone who who has uh, come out of this smelling better than when they started, it's Ambien. Because they said our drug causes, uh, has many side effects. Um, racism isn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm glad you... Filled me in on that because, to be honest, I had heard that the Roseanne show was canceled. How did but you not hear this? That's all I, I don't watch the news very much. I and read. you host a news show. No, no, I read my news. Dude, I read, you I read, are a radio I, personality I read, that has a one-hour news a, show a, twice a week. It's a business-based news show, and my concentration... Is on business. Do you see my not, little girl rolling not, her eyes at you right and not now? Roseanne style <laughs> entertainment. Even though I, of course, I've watched the stuff, but no, I. To be honest, uh, the whole Hollywood scene. It, it. The more I learn about it, the worse I. The less I like it. So. Well, no, I do not follow that very much. So yeah. I'm glad you filled me in on. Oh that. my gosh, it was a it was a train wreck, and I feel and here's that's now the... there's now Disney just today Trump is asking Disney to apologize for a comment about yeah. Ivanka, and I don't know the details of that. Well, he said, "Where's my apology, ABC?" But he didn't say for what. Oh, and, okay. And it's just Trump being Trump, but uh, you know the problem I have is I. The statement is only half the problem. The fact is, I'm not entirely certain they should have canceled the Roseanne show because of it. Because I 
I am, it was a deplorable comment. It was a horrible comment. And gosh darn it, even Hannity came out and said, dude, this is wrong. But, you know, we have something called freedom of speech. And uh, my daughter's eight years old, and even she knows about freedom of speech. I asked her this morning, I said, what do you want to talk about? She said, freedom of speech. What? And, (laughs) 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 And so, you know, she has a freedom of speech just like everyone else. And I know that the First Amendment, because you and I went to law school and we sat through Doug Jacobs' constitutional law class. <laughs> that I think is still going on. Which is still going on. 20 <laughs> years later, he's still teaching constitutional law. Um, you know, he um, First Amendment protects you from the government interfering in your speech. It doesn't affect uh, corporations or your employers. Right. And so the simple fact is Disney was her employer. Disney did not like what she said and disney disney fired her right you know mm-hmm. yeah and so it's like going into taco bell and and you order a burrito and you start getting a a racist uh rant about you know various minorities an employee who does that is not going to last very long at taco bell it's not going to last long at any right employer now here's the thing now you're a practicing attorney uh i it's been a while since i was even studying for the bar, so it's been a long time. It was. What is the, where does it come in where the government, here's the issue, Google, YouTube, they control the internet almost. Almost, They're yeah. They're getting accused, and I'm, whether it's right or wrong, I won't even get into that today. They're getting accused of complete bias in all their algorithms to not allow certain points of view. Now, where does that fit in with freedom of speech? That's a commercial business that can do whatever they want, or can they? Boy, actually, you know what? That is that is a case of choosing your own poison because it's not the algorithm. The algorithms aren't keeping away um, uh, contrary points of view, uh, like intentionally say, we don't like this view, we're keeping it away from you. It's that you don't like this view based on your search history, based on your Facebook friends, based on this, that, and the other thing. And so we're keeping it away from you. Well, there's channels that are being created. No, they're removing channels of people who are saying things they don't want to have said. And I can go into some issues with that, if you know what I mean. There are lots of channels that are always being removed. What issues are you thinking about right now? Uh, starts with pizza and ends with gate. I don't know pizza gate. <laughs> okay. What the heck I, are you talking I, about? I won't, I won't get into the details. All I'm saying is there's a lot of YouTube users who are getting their channels taken down because of what they're covering, not because of how they cover it or how they talk. And it involves pizza? It involves... <laughs> Yeah, you're the one who opened. Audrey, <laughs> okay. you watch YouTube. Right. Did you have you seen any inappropriate videos on about pizza on YouTube? <laughs> okay. No, this all, is no, radio, sweetheart. No, what, you can't shake your head. When, no. when we talk about freedom of speech, <laughs> we get into the whole commercial speech yeah. side, which is tricky. You know, I internet needs to be regulated. It just does. Um, like for the fairness, like the TV, not even and all for that. the fairness, just. Just content neutrality. That net neutrality is a big deal. Right. To make sure that certain that your internet provider creates it's a public forum. Well, you know what? We're coming up on that second break and we're gonna come back and talk about planetary issues. So what? stay tuned to Business Buzz. We'll be right back. Praise the Lord. I'm Sharon Knotts inviting you to join me and my dad, R.G. Hardy, on the Sound of Faith mornings at 10 here on KKXX. If you are drawn to inspirational preaching, informative in-depth teaching, and biblical perspectives to current issues under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, then Sound of Faith is perfect for you because we know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. 10 o'clock weekday mornings here on KKXX. Chico's Christian Radio. It's time for Patrick Ranch Museum's 16th Annual Old Fashioned Country Fair in Threshing Bee. June 9th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Located on the midway between Chico and Durham. Enjoy a tractor and draft horse parade. 
old-fashioned wheat harvest, dog demonstrations, children's activities, grand farmhouse tours, food court, live music, and train rides. Tickets are $5. Children 12 and under are $2. Patrick Ranch Museum's 16th Annual Old Fashioned Country Fair. June 9th from 9 to 4. For more information, call 342-4359 or visit patrickranchmuseum.org. Fellow Americans, eternal vigilance is the price of liberty. You and me, we the people, owe it to ourselves and our posterity to know the Constitution and Bill of Rights and hold our leaders and representatives accountable to its life, property, and freedom-protecting principles. Unite with other moral and religious organizations to protect your creator-endowed unalienable right. America, bless God. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm here today with Scott Hubbard, the esteemed Chico attorney, and his daughter Audrey, who is actually interested in possibly being an astronomer someday. Is that true? Yes. And so, is there something going on with the solar system lately that we could talk about? God, I am got to work on you on these segues into these segments. <laughs> I love You're setting it up. It's awful just, it's at perfect. it. It's perfect. <laughs> it just goes so smoothly. What? So, <laughs> <laughs> Poor Audrey. She looks like she's watching a train wreck. <laughs> so, <laughs> tell us. Do, do you know? Yeah, let let Scott lead you into this because he knows something about Planet Nine that I've never heard of. Yeah, Audrey. Okay, just some background. He says Planet Nine's in the Kuiper Belt. Yep. But wait, <laughs> some background here. Audrey is eight years old, and uh, you know when you have kids. You absolutely have no idea what they're going to be. I mean, they come out, you think you have your ideas about what they're going to be, and they come out and they are something entirely different. And when Audrey was four years old, she said, I'm going to be an, what'd you say you were going to be? An astronaut doctor. An astronaut doctor. Like she wanted to be, go up into space and, uh, and help the astronaut and get a, a, get her MD and it just like what an odd specific thing especially for a little girl who projectile vomits anytime I drive her to school because it's such a wild ride and um did since... you ever have Star Trek playing at your house no because there's bones you know he was the doctor yeah and yeah. hated outer space and no and so now next thing I know she's five years old she's watching every television show on planets that she can find and she's watching the news on it too and she comes up and she tells me that there that the solar system has a ninth planet. Wow. And so I said, No, sweetheart. What did I say? What about Pluto? Pluto's not a Pluto's not a planet anymore, right? Yeah. Why? Because it's too small and made out of ice, right? Yeah. And that's what you told me. And so she came up and she told me that they discovered a ninth planet. And tell us about that planet, Audrey. Tell me about the planet. What's the, what's the creative name they came up with it? <laughs> Dead air is not good for anyone, sweetheart. I think sweetheart. it was Planet Nine. Planet Nine. Because they haven't decided on a name yet, right? Yep. And so they discovered this gas giant out in uh, the Kuiper Belt, which is the ring of ice that is surrounding... Um, that is surrounding... That's not the Van outside. Allen belt? <laughs> I came this close to swearing, dude. You're awful. <laughs> so, any case, it turns out that they... Talk about news. That they had a... Uh, that there was actually a fifth... I think fifth. A fifth gas giant that was created with the solar system. And that Jupiter ejected it from our solar system because it was... Uh, uh, right around the location of Mars and Earth, and it was sucking up, it was potentially sucking up both planets, and just through a quirk of fate, Jupiter shot it into the Kuiper Belt, 
which is this cluster of rocks and ice outside of, of, um, outside of Pluto. And so ever since then, this, this planet, which has been on a, a 2,500, its, its orbit's like 2,500 years long, every once in a while, it starts launching comets into our solar system, like random comets. Is it, is it visible? It's not because it's so, because. So far away? So far away, doesn't generate any heat, doesn't reflect any light, so small. I mean, they've, 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 they've been watching orbits of the objects that they know of in the Kuiper Belt, and um, they've been shooting. Uh, they said, well, there's a planet right here. We know there's a planet right here. We can't see it. Uh, but based on all our mathematical models, it's it's got to be right in this area. So Pluto gets demoted because it's made of ice, but these other ones are made of gas? Pluto gets demoted because it's so <laughs> dang small. Okay. There's like 1,500 Pluto-sized planets in the in the Kuiper Belt. And so they said, okay, we can either get rid of Pluto or we can or start, we planets, can start right? naming these other 1,500. <laughs> right. You know, I can barely get my kid to remember nine, eight. And one of them actually has nine in the name. So, hmm. you know, that's the... That's interesting. Yeah. And the fact that my little eight-year-old girl, which, of course, she's clamming up like a... Well, you know, <laughs> but the fact it's that her she, first, it's her first, first time on the air. radio. Yeah. yeah. The fact that she could convey all this information to me or even knew what it was is just, I'm looking down at her and I'm thinking, geez, Louise, you know, where is this coming from? Because I'm not that smart. You know, and um, she's just paying well, attention to everything. Well, if, you, if you're going to be an astronaut doctor, you kind of need to know these things, right? Yeah. Well, she decided, you know, at the ripe old age of eight that she'd rather she'd rather keep her feet on the ground and and not um, and not go up into space. But you know, we were talking about astronauts and astronomy. There's, I think, those are probably two jobs that are going to survive in this this new economy. Because we said it before, and I'll stick to it. I'll say it again. There are not going to be a whole lot of jobs out there that um, that are going to be open for uh, average people. I mean, there's going to be waiting on rest, waiting at restaurants and janitorial, and that's probably going to be about it. Well, yeah, that's the problem. This robotic thing is really going to be an issue for a lot of jobs. Yeah. When I believe, if I'm not mistaken, one out of every six Wendy's restaurants is going cooking robotically. That's what I read. Wendy's? Wendy's. It is absolutely funny you should mention that because we're, we're investing in Wendy's. So <laughs> Another Hubbard Enterprise. Another Hubbard Enterprise. <laughs> and I will tell you, um, first off, Wendy's has a lot of people working in the back, and they have a very well-defined system back there. But... Um, it does have a certain space age quality about it when I'm when I'm back there. Now, is this a new Wendy somewhere? Is this in Sacramento having to do with your new uh, restaurant? Uh, we're I okay. You I can't, can't talk say about it. that's fine. I can't say. I understand. Um, uh, just yet, um, but I will say that um, I've been to the Wendy's in Dixon. And I've been to the Wendy's in Oroville, and I've been to the Wendy's in Yuba City, and they are probably one of the most efficiently run Wendy's, any any restaurant that I've ever seen. Right. These people are, um, um, these people are, um, you know, it's it's just an excellent process is the only thing that I can say. When I was driving through some fast food places, I will have to say that Wendy's was always the one that was really able to be counted on to be real speedy through the drive through and they didn't delay you. They they seemed to be really good at that. So uh, that's interesting. So, But this whole robotics thing, I mean, young people in the old days, you know, your first job might be working at McDonald's or something job like that and if if the robotics take over like 90 percent of the fast food jobs and you're looking at just so many less jobs for young people it's really going to be kind of scary yeah 
I mean, Audrey, what's you're a young person. What what type of what type of does robot robotics appeal to you? Do you want to make robots? Build robots? Battle bots? <laughs> and yet, uh, you know, battle bots might save the save the world. You like battle bots, or yeah. at least save them for little girls in science. Well, I'd rather they I'd rather they send bots to war than humans. Well, I don't know. It's just a matter of time before they start creating terminators. I could see Audrey creating a terminator. What? Yeah, I could actually see it killing robot. I think you have it in you. Yeah. Why do I keep saying what? I know, I know. She's she's also you know there's there's a stereotype about girls not being good at science or interested in science. She likes robotics. She watches BattleBots. Um, you know she has her favorites. She uh, watches planet shows. It's just you know I don't know where this this thing came up where girls can't be good at science or girls can't be good at math because she's great at both. Yeah, well, you know, there's no, ever since they've begun to have more rights, it just shows that women are, you know, at least as smart and good at 90% of everything, other than maybe physical strength, but that's not even a big deal when you have machinery doing all the work, so. Wow, Harold, can you hear me back there in the 1920s? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're coming up on the last break, so we'll be back for our last segment. And we're going to get into some more business topics, if I can think of some. So <laughs> we'll be right back. Stay tuned to Business Buzz. Hello, I'm Gary Crossland. Everything in the Old Testament points forward to Jesus. Everything in the epistles points backward to Jesus. That's why I encourage people to read the words of Jesus every day. This is where emotional and spiritual health come from. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Well, where do you read his commandments? But in the Gospels. Now, I know that it's easy to get a little confused when jumping between one Gospel and the next, which is why I wrote the Merged Gospels. It's where all four Gospels are literally translated from the Greek broken down word by word and merged back together into one beautiful chronological story with not one word of scripture removed. You can't buy it in stores. It's available only online at mergedgospels.com. It's great for new believers, for personal devotions, and for group studies. There's also an audiobook. And as always, you get to name the price. Just go to mergedgospels.com. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you, A, get spiritual. Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. Oh. B, find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or C, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Business Buzz. We're coming up on a big election day on Tuesday, June 5th, and... Scott Hubbard, the attorney who's my guest today, is pretty well versed in all this. <laughs> and let's discuss what's happening Tuesday. Tell us your take on some of these elections coming up. Talk about setting me up for failure, dude. Hey, you Hey, there's no criteria here. It's you wide talk open. Politics. Well, which which political Well, okay, let's talk county level because that could be final elections as opposed to November. So let's talk the county. What's going on there? Well, there are lots of um, there are lots of big races. Probably the supervisor ones are the the ones that are the most entertaining. Um, the clash of the titans we have right now is probably uh, Deborah Lucero and Larry Wall. Larry Wall's the sitting incumbent. He uh, used to be on the city council, very conservative. Right. Um, he's also a, a pretty sharp businessman. And he's going on, he's taking on, uh, or excuse me, Deborah Lucero, who is a titan in her own right when it comes to economic development. Uh, she is, um, she's, uh, 
making a run for this traditionally liberal seat, and she's a Democrat, and uh, big in the tourism, in, uh, excuse me, yeah, tourism and arts industry and the uh, charity industry, and she was on the Butte County Economic Council, and so she was, um, she is a sharp business person in her own right. So it's really not a liberal uh, conservative bent. It's one business person versus another. Now, how many supervisor seats are there total, and how many are coming up this trip around? Uh, five total. Uh, the two Chico seats are up right now. There's a three-way race against... Um, uh, boy, I know them by their That's okay. first names. That's fine. You don't have Tammy, to... Yeah. Tammy, Norm, and uh, Bob. Right. Now, Tammy and Bob used to be uh, city council people. Um, Tammy's pretty liberal. Bob's pretty conservative. And I think there's Norm, who's also a conservative. So is the right now, with the five that are on right now, is it three versus two usually? or where? It's, it's two. Uh, Larry and... Um, Deborah are fighting for one seat. Right, but right now, what's the makeup of the county supervisors as far as liberal versus conservative? Four conservative, uh, one one liberal. Okay. And uh, that fourth conservative, it's typically three and two. Three mm -hmm. conservatives, two liberals, because you have uh, one seat that's primarily Oroville, one seat that's primarily um, um uh, paradise and then you have kind of a another right, right. yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. so um those three other seats are conservative this one uh the two uh, uh the two seats that are up for grab are typically liberal because those two seats encompass chico right but the problem is well not the problem larry being the uh good politician that he is he's the one who knocked off jane dolan oh right and jane dolan is just like, she was like the she, she was, was a, there for like 30, 40 yeah, years. She was know. an institution. And right. so when she when he took her down, it cost, caught everyone by surprise. Now, is she still in the picture or is she kind of retired? Boy, I haven't heard from Jane in a while. You can't, I'm sure she's still in the game because Jane's just that type of person. Is she still like the appraiser, the she probate was an, appraiser? She was an appraiser, yeah. Yeah. So. She was that for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. So if you're looking for like uh, a cage match, that's the one that uh, is really going to be entertaining. The um, the other one, there's a third way, the three way race. You know, my money's on a runoff. Because... Right. So if if they don't get fifty one, then the top two run off in November. Yep. Okay. And so um, I, Tammy might pull it outright, but. Um, just because this is a an anti-Trump election, and that means a lot of Democrats are going to come out and vote. Right. So she might get it, but I wouldn't put Bob. Uh, I wouldn't put Bob Evans. Uh, uh, count him out yet. And you know, Norm. If anyone listens, uh, he's a doctor. If anyone listens to him talk, he's pretty smart too. Hmm. So uh, it's really a tough choice for the people of Chico if they actually do. Uh, <laughs> If they actually do their homework, um, they're not going to, or if they actually do their homework, they're going to see that it's not as easy a choice as liberal versus right. Democrat. Right, not black and white. Yeah. Now, what about the, what do you think of the governor's race? I had John Cox on as a guest, uh, and he he claims to be real conservative, but then again, it's another one where you look back and it turns out he was like, a Democratic dude 20 years ago. It's kind of like Reagan was a Democrat, then he became a Republican. What's your take on the governor race, if you have one, since you're working down in Sacramento now <laughs> with Cal Expo? I will say Gavin Newsom um, is going to be very difficult to beat if a Republican gets the nod. For the, For the, the top second two get top the two. spots, right. Because here's the... Here's the deal with uh, Democrats, or excuse me, with California, at least the statewide elections. They, it's not someone from the Democrats. It's in someone versus the Republican. It's the top two. Right, the top two, two vote, vote getters. getters go on. Right. So you could have two Democrats. You can have two Republicans. You could have a Democrat and a Green Party. Right. And so, but um, if it were to be Newsom and Cox, which it could be, as far as I know, it could be Newsom wins that case. Race, because California votes Democratic pretty overwhelmingly, don't they? There are only twenty-five. Uh, only 
Only 25% of Californians are registered to vote Republican. Right. Why yep. don't I get to talk? Well, are you a Republican <laughs> or a Democrat? I don't even know what to talk. <laughs> yeah. who, who are you voting for yeah, on who do, Tuesday? Who do you think is going to win? Would it be Gavin or John? Actually, she she has more to do with the politics, uh, the political process than she likes to, to admit because... Uh, she has a voting place at her school every every uh-huh. election at school the elections. Chico Oaks Adventist School, which um, they put her, they kick everyone out of the gym and they bring in their their people. So like Aud- a convention. Yeah. So Audrey, do you remember every once in a while they start putting up a bunch of flags at the school, and people come in and they stick around and they have the voting machines. Yes. That's what we're talking about. Okay. So we're yeah. talking about the people, that's, those are the elections when people come in and they get to vote. They get to vote for the people who are going to run our, our communities and our state, and in certain cases, our presidency. So that's what we're doing right now. Um, and you have, a lot of, you have a lot of friends who used to be, actually, here's something about Audrey. Audrey, you know your friend Jamie? Who, yes. Jamie and Pam? Mm-hmm. They used they they had something to do with politics because Jamie's father and uh, Pam's husband is Wally Herger. Do you know who Wally Herger is? Wait, what? Yeah, do you know you know Wally? Daddy calls him Walter. Yes. <laughs> Have you seen Wally lately? You know what? Walter moved. I don't want to give Walter, away his okay. address. Yeah, no, no, don't. <laughs> No, don't do that. <laughs> Pam says, you know you're the only one who calls him Walter, right? And I said, yeah. So Walter moved down south, and he left politics, and he he's very happy. He's doing some stuff with the church. But Audrey here has has quite a few political connections. She just she just doesn't know it. Um, so... I remember Wally Hurger was pretty much the guy for, what, about 30 years as the he representative? Was. And I have to tell you, a lot of people get. I'm I'm a liberal Democrat. Yeah, just uh, no. interest interest in full no, disclosure. Not you, yeah. I'm as liberal as the day is long. And um, <laughs> speak, Walter and I disagreed on more policy than either of us would ever admit. But if you were to sit down in his backyard and have an intellectual conversation about with him about politics, there is no one better. He, wow. he was, there's Walter, how he would, he would tow the Republican line, but there's Walter, when no one was watching, the cameras were off, you would not find anyone smarter. You would not find anyone more uh, knowledgeable on the political process. You would not find anyone nicer. I mean, the man was... Um, What's he doing in politics? I know, right? <laughs> yeah, and right. and he just he finally he finally had enough, right? I think is is what it boils down to. And now he's big in his ch- big in the church. Uh, he's he's uh, a Mormon, and so he's been. I think he's been doing some mission work. He's been doing uh, living down uh, south of Sacramento, and he could not be happier. Well, the one thing I do remember about him because it was a big deal was the. The famous NAFTA vote, where he right up till the day before he said he was going to vote against it, and that, and then he he ended up voting for it. It's like whoa, really? You remember that? Honestly, so you're a little younger than me. I might you're quite but, a bit younger than me. Yeah, it was, NAFTA was a big deal. It was all over the TV, the news, and I'll be darned. Herger said he was going to vote against it, and next day you read the list and he voted for it. It's like somebody twisted somebody's arm. Well, I think Audrey here would be great at politics. I mean, Audrey, you like talking to people, right? Yeah. And you're really smart, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you're humble too, aren't you? What? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, are you you thinking you might run for a school office maybe, like a class president or something? Is that possible? They don't don't have class presidents at, uh, at Chico Oaks, but I could see her running for city council someday. I could see, you know, that little girl... As friendly as she is, she'll talk to anyone. I mean, contrary to what you see on the radio right now. Do you guys, do you live, are you within the city limits? I'm not. Do you have to live within the city limits to run for city council? You do. So Uh, she's going to, she'll have to move. She'll be like a Chico State apartment gal. I don't want to. You don't want to run for office? 
I don't want to. It just proves oh. how smart she is. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of uh, the Hubbard business enterprises span lots of different types of businesses, but I'm curious, do we have a date for your big Sacramento opening this year? Uh, you know what? Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm not entirely certain, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't pin you down. I'm doing it for personal reasons. I'm planning my schedule around whether I can get there or not. He's talking about Daddy's restaurant, the one the one that we're opening with Kiss. For those people who don't know, we're opening a rock and brews in Kiss next to the Sacramento Fairgrounds. And um, is it actually on Arden? Is that it, the address? Or it is, is it actually at that big intersection. Right. And but will the address be Arden? I think the address will be Expedition Exposition, or Ex- Exposition right. Boulevard. And that's near those paddocks, right? Yeah. Do they still do the live uh, racing at Sacramento? They do. They, Just for a few weeks a, they, a year, right? They do, and that's actually going to be something uh, I'm looking forward to. Because Are you going to tie into that somehow? I'm going to. Well, no, because we're right now. That's where they do the fireworks every 4th of July. So. <laughs> Yeah, my little girl just perked up. So what we're gonna do is, can, 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 can I work there for money? You want to work there for money? For my, <laughs> what else would you work for? That's my girl, Daddy's love. Yeah. <laughs> She's all. I don't need Daddy's love. Money, money. <laughs> I want Mama's love. Mama's Mama. love. She wants Mama's love. Daddy can. Daddy no, can. You want Mama's love there. and Daddy's money? Yeah. Sure. Huh? Be Mommy's sure. love and Daddy's money? Huh? Honestly, yes. that sounds like a country music song if yeah, ever I've yeah. heard one. With the truck breaking down and the whole bit. Yeah, but they do fireworks next door at the um, at the racetrack every year. Yeah, and so I, you know, we have the spot right next to the racetrack, so you can. I'm gonna grab a lawn chair, climb up onto my roof, sit down, turn off all the lights, and watch watch fireworks. I that think sounds that's great, and that's fireworks. Close, yeah, that's fireworks. close to your opening time, even though it's not set. It is. That's right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> baby, you're silly. How's uh, how's business at the Hubbard Law Office going? Oh, boy, oh, boy. What time is it anyway? We have about uh, two minutes. Two minutes? You Minute know what? Uh, it's been pretty quiet lately. I have a couple of trials, but uh, mostly I've been planning for my kids' graduation this year. Audrey's oh. going in a... The third grade, Joshua's going into high school. Carrie's going into the seventh. And uh, which high school's Joshua going into? Chico High. Oh, and I, I was Chico High class in 1990. Oh, cool. So, um, uh, I don't know who's going to be my teacher for third and fourth. And she doesn't know who's going to. They actually had a, quite a shakeup at Chico Oaks lately. They, mm. um, uh, the principal got a job and left the. Um, He's also the seventh and eighth grade teacher. The fifth and sixth grade teachers left, and so they, you know, hmm. you think there are a lot of Adventist teachers out there? Guess again. Oh. So we have a. They've been filling roles, and I don't know if to date they have found a, a teacher for him. Wow. Or not, but any case, anyway, works going well. How's hey, work? Thank, thanks for coming. Oh, my work's going great. I'm completely swamped as usual, and I'm still always looking to introduce myself to new people. So if you ever want a second opinion, you can call Harold Littlejohn CPA. But I'm really glad, Scott, that you could be here. Thanks for bringing Audrey. Thanks for being here, Audrey. You're welcome. Very she good. She speaks. That was awesome. It only <laughs> took her 55 minutes. <laughs> We'll see you next time on Business Buzz. Thanks a lot. KKXX Paradise K280GL
Chico. And K283AR, Chico, Yuba City, Marysville. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The Trump administration's announcement Thursday that it will impose tariffs on steel and aluminum imports from Europe, Mexico, and Canada drew swift vows of retaliation from key allies. Foreign Minister Christia Freeland says Canada is retaliating with tariffs on $16.6 billion worth of U.S. goods. This is the strongest trade action Canada has taken in the post-war era. This is a very strong response. It is a proportionate response. It is perfectly reciprocal. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross said the tariffs, 25% on imported steel and 10% on aluminum, would take effect Friday. In imposing them, the administration is following through on a pledge to do so after having earlier granted exemptions to the affected nations to try to buy time for negotiations. Wall Street plunged as a result of the announcement with the Dow down by 252 points. President Trump's top diplomat is citing real progress in setting conditions for the president and North Korea's leader to meet next month in Singapore. The Singapore summit's been on again, off again. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says he still doesn't know if it will happen next month, but says his meeting with the top North Korean officials helping smooth the way. The conditions are putting uh, President Trump and Chairman Kim Jong-un in a place where we think there can be real progress made by the two of them. 